When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The Leopard Spots, Matt's Tuesday Tips. Claws are out. Big Cat, how are you, my friend? Hey, Tobes, I'm good, mate. Uh, busy week with uh, Inter-Dominion final weekend. So uh, it looks a great race. I unfortunately won't be up there. I wish I was going up there. I don't miss too many Inter-Dominions these days, but just with a few things on down here, it's a busy time of year. And then we go to England a few days after the final. Um, hopefully get a white Christmas over there. So um, I will be able to come on here again next week, but then I'll be away for the best part of a month. Yeah, fair enough, mate. All right, beautiful. beautiful. Now let's, uh, but we might belt through your tips as best we can and then uh, get back and have a good chat about the Inter-Dominion if you don't mind. Yep, sure. So just like last week, I'll just, I'll just read through them rather than giving a full description. Yep. And, um, and that'll free up some more time. So if we go to Geelong, I've had quite a few bets there. I don't mind the card there. Mm-hmm. Um, first race I'm betting into is race two, number nine, betting on courage. Then we go to race four, number five, Caledonian Ranger. Yep. Race five, number nine, did a full 180. Interesting name. Uh, then race seven, number two, Quake Proof. Wow, yeah. Uh, race eight, number one, really, really. Darren Carroll. And Darren Carroll tipped it as well, mate. Oh, has he? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then in the last race nine, number seven, Jack of all trades. Um, at, I backed it at ten dollars. Um, it's a first starter, and I thought its trial was good enough to to just about win this. It's a pretty weak race, so at the ten dollars, I thought it was worth a bit of a, a stab. So that's race nine, number seven, Jack of all trades. Yeah, pretty special horse too. That horse. So uh, we might, I might do something on him at some stage. Um, Anyway, yep, keep, keep going. So then we'll go over to Menangle um, and just a couple there. So race three, number eight, Bentley Bullet. And then race five, number five, A Gift from the Angels. And it's probably the best bet, um, in my opinion, anywhere today. I think it can lead and keep rolling and win. So that's race five, number five, A Gift from the Angels. Uh, nothing at Albion, nothing at Gloucester Park. Wow, that's that's unusual for you. So the gift from the angels is two dollars forty for those that want uh, the best best of the day, and uh, for you to have six at uh, I would have given a long odds six at Geelong, nothing at Albion, and nothing at Gloucester Park, mate. But that's the beauty of it. You look at them all, and you give us your best thoughts across what forty races today. The plethora you've got to deal with. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, like, there's, there are a few other bets I've had around the country. Yeah, but, the ones that I've read out are sort of the ones that I'm probably sort of the most keenest on. Very good. All right, let's clear a commitment straight away, Jules, and we'll come back and we'll talk into Dominion and, and the Big Cat's thoughts on it. Oh, welcome back, Trots Live, Toby McKinnon and the Big Cat with me now, Maddie, We might start on the Trotters as, I don't know what more we can add to Just Believe drawing four and... He just looks like he's set to dominate this race. Yeah, it looks that way. Um, as a spectacle, it probably would have been better to see him draw back row with Queen Alita um, 
on front row, doubling straight to the front, and then we might have had some sort of a, a contest. But um, just believe, having drawn inside Queen Alita, he looks the leader. Um, John Justice often talks big game with Mufasa Metro, saying, I'm going to hold. Like He said that last week, if he led, he was not going to hand to Queen Alita. He said it in the Inter-Dominion final last year, he's yeah. going to hold. But he talks big game, but he never follows up with it. Um, I would expect him to hand very meekly to just believe in an attempt to try and run a place. Yep. Um, just believe after the draw, that tab went up a dollar thirty. Uh, I thought that was too big, so I've actually backed it. I've had a big go at it a dollar thirty and a dollar twenty-five. Um, I thought the the closing fixed odds market would ha- the corporates would be closing at around the dollar twelve to dollar fifteen mark with just believe come race time. Mm. And I thought Betfair at the most would be around the one eighteen to one twenty sort of mark. So I thought the dollar thirty. Um, Given that he was about a dollar forty or dollar forty-five pre-draw um, in the final field pre-draw, I thought once they went up a dollar thirty, looking like he's just going to roll straight to the top. I just thought that was just far too big. I know people might say a dollar thirty ludicrous for taking it, but sometimes there is odds-on prices which are still big value. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah, as yeah. I've just said, I, I expect him to close it around the dollar twelve to dollar fifteen mark. One thing I've noticed, apart from that second heat where he drew back row and there were people out there including me who thought Plymouth Chubb might test him Mm. if you look at the races where he's drawn to go straight to the front uh in the last sort of 10 minutes of betting the punters are taking any price and he's actually been still firming uh like in that last sort of five minutes of betting people are taking the dollar twenty dollar fifteen and he's sort of starting a dollar ten in those heats where he's rolled straight to the front so yeah it shows that people aren't afraid to take really short prices about this horse such is the confidence that he instills into punters these days because he's so consistent so tough so fast and he doesn't actually have any chinks in his armor <laughs> yeah. and um and for that reason, I think he, he won't start any longer than he currently is. The dollar eighteen is currently top odds out there. Um, so if you're taking odds on as your sort of thing, then you probably need to be taking that now because you won't be getting any bigger than that on the night. Would you lay anything back off again or are you just happy to let it ride? No, I, I never lay back off. When, when I back something early and, and force the price in, I'm backing it because I want, I'm willing to risk that value. amount you want that on that value. horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I see myself as a, as a punter, not a trader, so to speak. Yep. Um, yep. But there are pro punters out there who who do make their living off backing things and then they'll lay it back at a lesser price to sort of alleviate their risk. Um, obviously, it means you're not going to win as much on the race if you do that. But uh, some people operate that way, but I'm not one of them. You only alleviate it if it gets beaten, I suppose, don't you? That's right, yeah. Um, <laughs> and I mean, it looks like Queen Alita... She'll still probably roll forward. Like even if if Chris Alford has a dip at the start, I I just can't see how he could even um, create a gap in behind because Mufasa Metro is very quick. Yeah, and yeah. John Justice will be doing everything he can to hold his spot because if he lets Queen Leader in, then not only is he not winning, but he's not running second either. And so for for John Justice to give himself a chance of running second, he needs to run the gate as hard as he can to make sure he's the one that is on the favourite's back. I think Olivetti's in a fair bit of trouble out there. Um, He's had a good series, but he got the gun run in a lot of his heats. Um, and the question marks here, if he does have to roll forward to, and that ends up giving Queen Alita cover, then I'm not sure Olivetti can even run a place. Um, but then if Queen Alita's caught in the breeze, um, she probably still does cling on for place just because of her quality. So Plymouth Chubb, he probably gets driven quietly. I can't see him being put into the race. So he's probably going to run on late and just try and get into a placing. Um, the question whether he goes down to the pegs early, which would put him four pegs. Um, Constantinople number nine is the emergency. So Sir Fahrenheit looks like he'll be three pegs from inside back row. 
if I was Karen, I would probably be going to four pegs. Um, I think Greg will start cranking it up a fair way out just to make sure he doesn't get out sprinted by Queen or Leader. Um, and therefore, if they start running a bit from the 1200, then a couple of these sort of rougher type horses that are in the running line, like Funny Face or Majestic Lavros, may start dropping out of the route mm, down the back mm. straight. And therefore, a horse like Plymouth Chubb probably doesn't want to be one out three back with witches hats in the road that he has to come three wide and go around. He's probably better off going to the pegs, four pegs, and then popping off down the back when that running line starts to break up a bit if he's going to run a place. The, the 220, the place for him looks pretty good value, actually, when you think about it all. Um, yes, I'd say from the draw, I'd have him the fourth pick. I'd have him ahead of Olavici. Um, but the, the thing is, if it, I, mean, look, I know Mafasa Metro has often been found out at this grade, particularly over this long trip. But if they dawdle around the first lap and it turns into just a mile race yeah, where they start yeah. rolling from mm. the mile, then he's probably a place lock from leaders back, which means if then Queen of Leader is also going to run a place, the three placings are just about set in stone. Yeah, I think yeah. for Plymouth to get into a place, like I could certainly see him running, say, into fourth, but for him to run into a place that he'd probably need the, the lead time to be really genuine and just a bit more action to allow him to maybe get over a horse like Mufasa late. And I'm not sure that that's going to happen. Yeah, very good point. Uh, the paces, there's a lot more uh, to talk about, I suppose, with the paces and I see the map here pretty simple. Turn it up, crosses Narano and hands up to Swayze, and then Leap to Fame ends up parked. Perhaps Better Eclipse comes around three wide. What do you see, mate? Yeah, so that's the logical. There are a few question marks here, and, and Ryan Spice, for those who follow him on Twitter, actually posed some some polls yesterday, some voting polls, oh. on some specific questions on things that might happen at the start. And the first one was, does Turn It Up cross Narano? I voted yes. In my, in my opinion... <laughs> The answer is yes. Yeah. And the reason being because I, I actually don't think they'll want to cook Narano too much at the start because that probably takes the edge off him at the end. And, and Shane Graham on Turn It Up is going to absolutely launch because he needs to get to the pegs to give his horse any chance of earning. Yep. If he's caught in the running line, he will run closer to last than first. And Shane will know that because this horse needs pegs over this trip so he needs to whiz straight across. So if he puts a half a length on Narano um, in that first 100, I think Shane will just keep going. And I think, therefore, Jack Trainer will probably realise maybe three pegs having not done any work on Narano is probably better than leaders back having cooked him. Yeah. Narano, he's absolutely flying. Um, he's jumped out of the ground the last couple of months. He ran a couple of good races in Sydney before going to Queensland, but he's gone to a new level up in Queensland. And I heard an interview with Jason Grimson yesterday saying that he reckons he started to work him out that he, the horse goes better when you don't work him much or work him hard. Um, he goes best when just sort of left alone on the training track and leave it to race day. So it seems to be working, but he's a very, very fast horse, but doesn't have much bottom and he never has much bottom. So my query here is even if he's tucked away three pegs, the way I see this race panning out is turn it up crossing Swayze, rolling to the top and then leap to fame ending up in the breeze. It's almost a replica of the, um, the the Blacks of Fake. And what happened in the Blacks of Fake, they sort of dawdled around for the first lap. And then from the mile, it wasn't Grant drilling Cam hard. It was actually Cam who was the one forcing the tempo. And he went 28, 28, 27, 27. Um, and the last mile worked out to be about 153 flat. And he more or less rated Grant out of it. I know we, we had the pop tire on the last bend, so we never know whether he was going to beat him or not. But 
it was probably one of the best front-running drives I've seen in a big race, and Cam's going to have to replicate that here. If he can just keep rolling and not let Grant get up to eyeball him, then Grant is going to have to really uh, run some brilliant sectionals in that last half to even pull back a length on him. So I think Cam's the right person for that job. They put up... um, Straight after the draw, they put up 280. All along, I've sort of said, um, even from a few weeks before the series, if Swayze drew to lead, I think he would start favourite in the final, not leap to fame. Um, and we got our wish. So I, I thought in a 135% market, which is what the tab always go up, I thought the right prices were around 210 Swayze and 220 leap to fame. They put up 280 Swayze, so I took 280 and 260. Um, I think he's the one that does start favourite on the night, but not by much. Had of the draws been the other way around and Leap to Fame drew three Swayze six, I think Leap to Fame would have been around the dollar twenty to dollar twenty five mark, with Swayze around seven dollars. So what that's telling me is that I still think Leap to Fame is very much the benchmark horse in Australia. Um, but as we've seen over the last six months, there have been multiple occasions. It happened three times in big races where he's been posted in the breeze in the, against the elite horses and he hasn't been able to win. Obviously, against Swayze in the Blacks of Fake. Then we had it against Encipher where she dive-bombed him in the Eureka. And then in that um, thrilling finish in the Vic Cup where he, he ran second, only beaten the, the head, but he, he wasn't able to get the job done from the breeze. So I can see that happening again here. He'll run a monstrous race and probably be the run of the race again. But whether he can and quite get to Swayze if Cam's rating the sectionals out in front. I'm not sure he can, and that's why I'm in the corner of Swayze. I think he's he's a one-trick pony, Swayze, and he hasn't really had that had to show that trick yet in the in the heats, and that is that he finds the front over the long trip and just runs and runs and runs and, and just mm. runs sectionals, which breaks these other horses like we saw in the New Zealand Cup. He can just keep going and going, and in these long races, he'll he'll hit the line looking like he can still go another lap. He doesn't really have a 26-quarter in him, but he can run 27s all day long. And I think we might see that on Saturday night. So, so how does Grant Dixon win the race with Leap to Fame? Can he light him up at the start and get get to the front, you know, before Swayze does? Well, the, the question is whether he attempts that or not. Because if he attempts that and it doesn't work, then he's already spent a fair bit of petrol and he's still stuck to breeze. So, so what's run and second do for him? Well, nothing. The, mm. the question mark here is what Future Assured does, number four, Trent Dawson. So different stable to leap to fame, but he's owned by the same person, Kevin yeah. Seymour. Yeah, yeah. So whether Future Assured tries to run the gate in an attempt to get across Swayze. So Future Assured, I think, was getting out quicker 12 months ago when it was a three-year-old. I, I don't think it's as quick now as it used to be. And I had went back to its gate speed last night. And whilst it still is reasonably quick, I'm not sure it's quick enough to get across Swayze. Swayze, I think, will begin slightly better from out off the fence in gate three than it did from down on the inside on the weekend. Um, if you look at uh, the Blacks of Fake back in, in the winter, turn it up, obviously, crossed all of them easily. But Swayze actually got out reasonably good. Um, and Cam will be throwing the kitchen sink at him early to kick up, and, and ideally he'll be wanting to not just hold Leap to Fame, but also Future Assured if Future Assured goes forward because it's the one who could try and cause some havoc to, to sort of cut off Swayze to allow Leap to Fame to get around Swayze early, so to speak. So it's going to be a very, very interesting first 200. I think Spirit of St. Louis, it's a perfect draw for him too on the back row. Um, he follows through hard early, ends up in the running line having not spent any petrol, and I think he could run a place at around the $4 mark. 
Better Eclipse is the other one. Um, he'll probably be on Spirit of St. Louis' back in the run, because I think Speak the Truth probably will go to the pegs. Yep. And So I can see Spirit of St. Louis or Better Eclipse running on into a place. I'd, I'd, if I was going to back something for the place, I'd rather be on them than Narano at around $1.50, $1.55, because I think they might end up running such sectionals over that last mile he just that might break speed. Narano because he just doesn't have enough bottom. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Um if the tempo absolutely comes out, if they go hard early and the tempo absolutely comes out of it, you don't think better Eclipse will come around to the chair? No, no chance. Um, Leap the Fame would be holding the breeze, I think, if if that happened anyway. I think Greg would be relying on the two favourites to, to create the tempo. I don't think Greg will be wanting to, to put his horse into the race to the breeze because he knows that he can't win the race from the breeze. I think he he'll realise his only chance of winning is if they go too hard and he can run over them. Um, if he goes to the breeze, he might run a place, but I don't think he can win. Matt, thank you so much, mate. Great analysis, and uh, yeah, uh, it's it, they're two wonderful races, really, in in different respects. And uh, looking forward to them on Saturday night. And thank you for your uh, assistance in trying to work out how to play the races. And I suppose it was in summary, just believe in Swayze to win. That's correct. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Toes. Good on you, Matty. There's the big cat. And, oh, isn't that an insight? To have someone of his esteem and his knowledge and to just give it to us freely like that is absolutely brilliant. And he see he sees races in his eye, in his eyes. Can't you can he pictures them? You can and he the way he discusses them and explains them, I can visualize what he's talking about. It's brilliant stuff. Good on you. Thanks, big cat. Again.